HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, hey, you're listening to Eat Your Words on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Arroway, and the show, yes, it was formerly known as Let's Eat In. And this is not an April Fool's joke, even though it is April Fool's Day. Um, but it's the start of a new season, a fresh new start. And we have had so many great authors of food literature, foodie memoirs, cookbooks, all sorts of f- food politics um, on the show that we thought we'd just dive right into that. Why not? See what happens. So thank you for joining me. And um, I'm so excited to start it off with a couple of awesome friends of mine and fellow food bloggers who have their first cookbook coming out tomorrow. It's Alex and Siobhan from Blondie and Brownie. Hi. So awesome that you guys could make it here and congratulations on the book. Thank you. Thanks. So the book is New York a la carte recipes and stories from the Big Apple's best food trucks. If you've read their blog, you might notice that they are big uncovering food trucks in the city. Yes. And was that the start of, like, you were just covering food at first? And yeah, then... we were just covering food at first. And then I, I think when we started getting into Midtown Lunch, that's when we really started getting into street food a lot more. Midtown Lunch, the blog by our yeah. lovely friend, Zach. Zach. Um, so uh, so this book is, how many food carts do you explore in it? 46. And, and you guys were saying off air a little bit, because I was flipping through the pages, and there's so many different cuisines. There's biandang, Taiwanese cuisine. There's um, so, dosas. There's samosas. I mean, there's, like, everything. So how many cuisines? There's 20 in the book, actually. Which it's, like, mean? half are some, some various, and that really says a lot about New York City and why you chose to cover food trucks in New York City. 
Absolutely. We definitely wanted to show the diversity of street food that you can get. You know, it's not just hot dogs. It's not just pretzels or ice cream cones. There's so many amazing food foods that you can buy just off the street. And did this was this like a gradual uh, uh, evolution? Um, or have food trucks... You talk a little bit about the history, you know, of street eating. It really wasn't. This is kind of like a second coming of street food in New mm-hmm. York. Um, this sort of, you know, a wide range of cuisines has actually been going on since the early 80s. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't really covered in mass until the internet started, I think. It was kind of like low culture, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Street yeah. food. And it was local. You know, you'd be eating... Up from your culture, like what the the truck or the the cart, more likely the cart in the eighties around the block, this in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So if you're Colombian, you're in a Colombian neighborhood. You're eating from there. I see. Um, people weren't, you know, seeking it out. Uh, yeah, they yeah. weren't. They weren't f- like following on Twitter to see where, right. where's <laughs> no. my favorite food truck right now. I <laughs> run after it. Are they open? Yeah, and now for things like the Vendi Awards, which is quite prestigious, and people are. They, they really flock to the, the, the winning, you know, the most revered food trucks. Yeah. Yeah. Was, we, we worked a lot with the Street Vendor Project um, mm-hmm. in researching the book and, and talking to them about their mission. They're part of the Center for Urban Justice. Mm-hmm. And they do amazing advocacy on a day-to-day basis for the um, cart and truck vendors. And um, what, we, what we found talking to them was that, uh, you know, with these, with these vendors – the street, the Vendi is is like is the Oscars, the of, Vendi Awards, of, yeah. of street vendors, um, and with with the event, it, it's it was their way to shine a spotlight on mm-hmm. the street vendors, and for the that was one of the first times that anyone anyone did that to to validate that they're making some of the most amazing food that you can get, and it's oftentimes uh-huh. under ten dollars, yeah, and so um, it's been. As as Vendi fans and as street food fans, seeing how that's grown and seeing the the, the level of interest that people are taking in, in vendors, not just the ones that have like the awesome Twitter handles and the big followings, but some of the smaller vendors that are spread throughout the five boroughs, has been an amazing part of the experience. Mm-hmm. The thing I love about this book, though, is also that you you go into depth about the stories about the founders and each chef and where they were inspired and how hard it is to do this sometimes and the struggles and it's so fascinating but you also provide recipes that um you know a lot of people might not think you know it's not quite intuitive to think that you could make a street food specialty at home Mm. but your recipes really show um I don't know how hard it was for you to translate some of them, but they were practical (laughs) and they were delicious sounding and they sounded very doable and Mm -hmm. different and exciting for someone to make. Yeah, it's kind of like capturing this historical part of New York and, you know, keeping these recipes, you know, forever Mm -hmm. somewhere. I mean, with, with a lot of the vendors and, you know, historically because it was maybe a more of a low culture thing. It, it's it's like those oral recipes, you know, yeah, something that yeah. your grandmother makes and, and you love eating it, but you never bother to figure out exactly how to do it because hmm. with a lot of the vendors, they've never bothered to write it down. So <laughs> yeah. uh, that was a really important focus for, for Siobhan and me. It's talking to them and, and capturing these recipes so that this moment in history will be preserved um, and that people can know that they can make these things at home. That's so cool. And also... Um, I- 
I would imagine a lot of them might be guarded. Like these are their secret recipes. Yes. Yeah. We actually needed to get the book deal first before a lot of the vendors would give up their recipes. <laughs> they yeah. did like, you know, a little commitment before in the yeah. proposal stage. But then once we got the deal. I, I remember like because food trucks are in so many different cities around the world. Uh, by the way, we have another guest on air. Clay <laughs> Williams. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. And how are you involved with this project? Uh, I was one of the two photographers on the um, on the book. Thank you so much. Um, the food photography is awesome. Um, yeah, that must have been fun and delicious. Uh, it definitely was. Yeah, it was awesome. So um, I was just talking a little bit, though, about different food uh, trucks around the world. And what I gathered, um, you know, being in Taipei for a, for a little while there, is that you know, these recipes are so secretive and nobody in their right mind would want to give them away because, like, that's their whole uh, strength as a vendor, your competition edge. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think one of the benefits was because we've been following street food for years before we started writing the book or had the idea uh-huh. um, a lot of the vendors knew us they knew <laughs> us as, as fans and, and nice. then eventually as friends uh-huh. um, so we that as regular customers like they know you know from our blog that we write about things that we love and that we're really passionate about the street food yeah. and so I think that that helped break down any resistance it wasn't like just some random person coming in and saying give me your recipes yeah. um, mm-hmm. so I, I think that, that that definitely helped in terms of getting a lot of these recipes down. That's from cool. Them. You got you got in there. Um, so I would imagine. You know, I haven't seen too many food trucks from the inside, but I imagine it's really hard to photograph and not quite so photogenic <laughs> when you actually get in there. Clay has seen a lot of photograph <laughs> interactions yeah. on the inside, grease yeah. and messy and, and just chaos. Uh, it's a very tight space, and I'm a big guy, so it's definitely <laughs> one of the issues. But um, it's it's not so bad in there. I mean, some yeah. of them can get a little in the weeds, but um, especially when I did some of the shoots during lunch, like mm-hmm. during the lunch oh, yeah, rush, yeah. it was crazy. To that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but um, but a lot of the times, you know, they have an order to things, and as long as you aren't really in their way, mm-hmm. uh, which was the biggest problem, I ended up sort of hanging off the back of a couple trucks. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That sounds like an action movie, like Indiana Jones style. Um, <laughs> and it's hot, right? It's hot inside. They're cooking, oh, frying, yeah. grilling. Yeah. yeah, it gets really, really hot in there. That's a unique challenge of having a food truck. Um, okay, so one thing I've heard with this like newfound renaissance of food trucks, um, uh, I, I've met with a couple of people who are like, yeah, we wanted to start a food truck, but there's this huge wait list to to be Mm -hmm. a food truck in new york city because i mean look at the streets you can't possibly have as many food trucks as people would possibly start up or patronize yeah there's a cap in new york Mm -hmm. Um, they only give out a certain amount every year and uh a lot of them are actually not not they're on the black market. There's oh, a lot really? of black market yeah. Yeah, the, license. The cap around. has been in place since the what early 80s, right? Yeah. Like 1983, and it's only it's at around, around 3,000 year, yeah. year round. And then there's more seasonal, which is mm-hmm. actually starts today, April 1st Yay. through October. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, seasonal vending. Um, and uh, so, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a cap that's been in place for a long time. So the wait list is like decades yeah. to get wow. a new one yeah. in the city. So from the city, you can get it for like, Two hundred dollars a year, or two hundred for two years, or something. It's very cheap from the city, but you know, it might take you decades to get it. So the black market is um, 
Very robust. I heard a rumor, like, I don't know if I was talking to some other people that uh, were trying to start a food truck, that uh, a lot of people may be holding on to these licenses but not really operating because they might want to start up another time and these things are valuable. Yeah. Is there a black market for selling off your license to somebody else? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are people you pay tens of thousands of dollars a year Crazy. to yeah. the permit holder. Yeah. I mean, really, what tends to happen is that the people who have the licenses, they will, quote unquote, rent them to other people oh. and um, enter into some sort of partnership, oh, like gosh. supposedly where you're operating under their license. But I mean, there's there's definitely people who have the licenses who haven't operated their own cart in like a while. Yeah. So <laughs> if they get caught and they don't have a license, say a, a cop decides to buy a donut from this uh, <laughs> from this cart, does like he, a regular cart and the, almost cart all the regular carts have yeah. licenses. Oh, okay. yeah. So okay, so but the so, shopping carts and the, yeah, that yeah, is a little, more a little yeah. <laughs> I see, I see pop up thing, images, and yeah, yeah. So any of these forty six ones or they're all they're good. all licensed. legit, yeah, they're legit. all legitimate. Ha- okay, and how does one start one then? If it, is it like a cap that well, that now they uh, one of the. Um, truck vendors, Chef Samir from the Kumsi Kumsa truck, he had this great quote about, like, the hardest part was basically finding where to get the license because he's mm. like, you, and there's no one who'll tell you that. Like, you it's have a to, labyrinth. Yeah, and when when he when he got his license a couple of years ago, like, he had to basically get an introduction, like, pay to get an introduction to someone who had a license <laughs> to sell. So, like, there's, there's a, a lot going on mm-hmm. behind the scenes that some of us don't know much but, more about <laughs> but on the other hand i'm sure and a lot of these vendors spoke to it in the book um the operating out of a food truck before actually going brick and mortar was the, mm-hmm. just the most sensible low-cost way to to maybe try out your idea and see if it works yeah just to try out the market for mm-hmm. a lot of them and to see what neighborhoods worked right for their market right. oh that's right because you're mobile you yeah. don't have to be in yeah. one place yeah oh. <laughs> so a lot of them have gone on to open their own brook and mortar shops and yeah a lot of the book. food trucks yeah yeah like i know morris grilled cheese are gonna have a store i mean a restaurant yep. soon mm-hmm. there's been every you know ice cream and um, yeah, big gay treats truck right mexico right. um who else they're just part of kimchi taco kimchi taco yeah yeah, it's ex- it's exciting times. So, uh, what okay? What is your favorite food truck? You can each uh, answer here. <laughs> you have to pick uh, a favorite. I can't pick up. That's like asking about your yeah. child. <laughs> yeah. We we plead the uh, the fifth on that one. <laughs> Clay, some of, some of your favorite Clay wants to answer. Or maybe I, what was your favorite no, shoot? My favorite shoot. Um, the one in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, yeah. that one was a little hazardous. I don't even know. <laughs> we went up to the Bronx to the chipper truck. and Tripper truck? Chipper. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, there were a lot of drunken folks. Okay. Like Derelicts. <laughs> Among others, yes. That's what a food truck is good for, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> um, and children throwing bricks through car windows apparently and Uh-oh. an old Irish guy who's you know was yelling they're English they're English what uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was Siobhan was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right doesn't yeah, get Siobhan. more Irish than that yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh that was uh, that was an adventure definitely um, wild and, but good burgers yes. and chips yes definitely definitely and then but, we went home right um, <laughs> but the the one in Roosevelt Avenue because I don't go to Queens very often so when we went on a 
walked down Roosevelt with um, uh, Jeff. Jeff, um, and the, there was the um, Jeff is from which drug? Uh, yeah. Jeff Orlick. Jeffrey Taste. Yeah, he okay. does tours. Oh, so gotcha. Sort of, you know, took us down nice. uh, about a mile of uh, of Roosevelt Avenue, and um, the first one was the 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 tortoise the tortoise truck tortoise that, was, that was pretty awesome yeah, mm. yeah he's yeah. pretty awesome yeah you and guys made, went far and wide yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Staten Island several times yeah <laughs> Donnie made the Staten Island trip so <laughs> <laughs> Donnie Tang is the other food photographer so you guys team teamworked it That's um, team all right let's uh, come back for more stories from New York a la carte after a quick little musical break and we'll be here. You're listening to Crying Blues by the California Honey Drops on the Heritage Radio Network.org. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Are you a locavore? Our Northeast Regional Forager for Whole Foods Market sure is. She spends her time traveling around the New York City metro area sourcing the best new or interesting artisanal and handcrafted local products for our purchasing teams at the local store level. Part of our commitment to our local suppliers includes assisting them with the process of getting their products sold at our stores. Whether it's suggesting packaging designs, pricing, or distribution methods, she's helping some of the area's best new products reach savvy shoppers at Whole Foods Market stores. Today, New York. Tomorrow, the world. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. eating pizza uh, we're back with um, the authors of New York a la carte Alex Alex Benfold Siobhan Wallace and photographer Clay Williams Yay. Um, so I know you have some upcoming events to celebrate the book's release that involve food where can I go <laughs> <laughs> well tomorrow we're gonna be at postman books in Grand Central during mm-hmm. lunchtime um, with some of our Midtown Lunch peeps, like Clay and our mm-hmm. other photographer, Donnie Sang, and uh, Brian Hoffman, also Midtown Lunch contributor. And hopefully some drop-bys by, by other Midtown Lunchers. So that should be fun. We'll be talking Good about... Good little lunch break. Yeah, lunch in Midtown. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. And then we have a number of, of other signings coming What's up. What's the one at Powerhouse Books? Uh, Powerhouse is on the 16th. Yes, mm-hmm. 16th, 7 p.m. And we're going to have a number of trucks there, including the Treats truck and Morris truck. They'll be vending outside at around 6. Perfect. Um, so you can get, get a little bite to eat. That's and, uh, such a nice location, too, to park your truck. And yeah. yeah. It's beautiful Hopefully there. the weather will keep up and it'll be really nice out. Well, it's a good time. Like you said, it's the start of food truck season. And so, uh, actually, on the 14th, we're going to be part of the Downtown Literary Festival mm-hmm. um, with Housing Works. And we have a, a number of vendors coming to that uh, Patacon Pisao mm-hmm. from Washington Heights, which is exciting if you don't get up there very much. Uh, Uncle Gussie's from Midtown. It's Greek Truck. Um, who else do we have at? Trying you have something? Oh, Fazia's. Fazia's <laughs> from the Bronx. Uh-huh. Fazia's has Heavenly Delight. She's awesome. She's yeah. quite delightful. Um, so we have we have those three, and, and Cesar Fuentes from the Red Hook Food Vendors Association will be talking to. So we're going to have oh, a little cool. kind of conversation thing nice. um, with the vendors, just chatting about New York Street stories, and um, the trucks will be vending mm. prior to the event. So that's at one thirty on uh, Sunday, April 14th. Downtown now, Literary Festival. These guys must love you so much, these food trucks. Do you ever have to pay, ever, for anything? I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> or I get a we discount, pay. and yeah. I just give them the tip. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, this was my whole reason for doing this project. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and I know you're always sharing um, the latest news, tips, gossip, new trucks, um, stuff going on, on on your blog, Blondie mm-hmm. and Brownie. Is there anything like enticing you're looking forward to soon? As, other than the book, I've been in like a school mound of work, so okay. I have no idea what's going on in the world. <laughs> We're looking forward that to happens. seeing all of our vendor friends, the signings yeah. <laughs> that we've been setting up for the past two months. I um, hear you. Yeah, no, okay. but I mean, spring. There's so many great outside events that are happening. Yeah, um, you know, the a lot of our truck friends are coming back from their little vacations. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be a, a lot of great events. You know, yeah. in Prospect Park, there'll be. Guga. Guga Muga. Yeah. Happening. That thing. We just yeah. saw Guga. that. Guga. The Guga. Um, and it's like the. Oh wait, did they already have Choice Truck? What is it called? Choice, Choice Street. Street. Choice Street. No, Streets. that's going to be on May 7th. That's We're definitely looking, yeah. looking yeah. forward to that. That actually yeah. already sold out six weeks I, in that's advance. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Oh my gosh. All, All right. So, do you truck. think that there's like a, a big like food truck community that is um, happening amongst the vendors from all these events? There is. Um, there's like the, the New York Food Truck, truck Association. Association. Yeah. yeah. That's formed. Um, and they all work, a lot of them work with Street Vendor Project, mm-hmm. especially when they have legal problems. Um, and they're really starting to come together more. I feel like back in the day it was. There was a lot more aggression yeah, amongst the street food yeah, vendors. Maybe versus you and space yeah. issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I mean, like, I'm supposed to be in this space. Yeah, and there the, used to yeah. be like actual fights between fights. Them. Uh, yeah, we haven't heard about so I haven't heard about so many recently. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. there had been a lot of you know, hey, this is my spot. I've been working on this spot right. for X number of yeah. weeks, months, years, and you can't just show up and like steal all my customers. That sort of thing. It's yeah. a unique territorial kind of concern mm-hmm. to have. 
definitely. Um, so have you been cooking a lot? You must have tested all the recipes and eaten them a million times, right? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. What, what are some standouts that maybe you make again and love? I, I actually made the cheddar jalapeno corn cakes from Big D's Grub Truck for dinner the other night. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've made them a lot of times. They're and really, Alex really is like eight months pregnant yeah. right now, by the <laughs> yeah. way. Craving pregnant lady food. It's sweet. <laughs> it's salty. It's cheesy. Nice. It's spicy. It's crispy. Like it's a corn it's, cake. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a corn cake. So it's like a pancake. Oh, um, so it's basically everything a pregnant woman would want. It sounds quick and easy too. Yeah, oh. it, it is pretty easy. And so that's been that's been a, definitely a standout. I mean, my family loves the the frozen mint juleps from Kelvin Slush. Ooh, we get a lot yeah. of requests for that. We we made those at pretty much all of our recipe tasting part testing parties because yeah. uh, Donnie is a big fan. I am also a big it, fan of yes. alcohol. Nice. <laughs> It, those are great. That's so. a, that's a fun that they have like the adult and then the kid versions of yeah. the slush, <laughs> the boozy and that. We have to say at the Vendi Awards uh, this past year, we tested out a lot of the recipe or the recipes for Kelvin slush so that they could do them again on their huge machines. Okay, yeah, and it was quite the boozy afternoon where. <laughs> I don't really remember going home. <laughs> <laughs> we toddled home. I know there was a ferry involved. Oh my God. Yeah, we o- occupational at, hazard. <laughs> at the Vendies, we we served up a uh, a sangria slush and mm-hmm. a Bellini slush mm-hmm. that we had to, and a shandy slush. Yeah, and then we started doing shandies somewhere yeah. around three o'clock. Because why not? It's like frozen margarita time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but better. But with, yeah, much yeah. better. Fresh yeah. fruit and stuff. Wasn't there one with like champagne or sparkling wine or something? Yeah, yeah that, that was, was a Bellini. Bellini. It's yeah. really refreshing. Yeah. It's nice. I could go for one of those right now. Yeah, <laughs> but there's there's a lot of recipes in the book that you know, like I I actually made the dosas from the dosa man cart for my family cool. for New Year's. I'm looking um, for a good recipe for that. Yeah, it, it, they're incredible, and it, and it makes it makes a lot, and you can make them nice. again the next day. So mm-hmm. that's terrific, and. There, there are a bunch of recipes that you know I've flagged them. I mean, the coffee cake, mm-hmm. like the Maker's Mark coffee cake from Miss Softy. That's delicious. Nice Maker's Mark glaze. Do you see any trends in the types of trucks? Like any one cuisine standing out as like emerging trend? I think it's going with the regular New York restaurant trend, which is a lot of this comfort food mm-hmm. and rustic nature and grilled cheeses and fried chicken. Seasonal, and, yeah. local, too? A little bit. There's yeah. a lot of seasonal going in. Um, Morris Grilled Cheese is really great for yeah. stuff like that because he buys most of his I, I've seen him sources. at the Green Market. <laughs> yeah. 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 With his cart. Yeah. Like, grandma cart, that is. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, so also, what else are you looking forward to cooking? Maybe that you haven't made yet um, this spring. Now that <laughs> I'm it's really craving strawberry out. pie right now. Uh huh. I've been buying strawberries by like the pint they, or whatever. Are they around? Well, they're coming in from yeah, California. In. Okay. So anticipated. Yeah, I can't take potatoes and carrots anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so until the ramps show up, I will be eating the stuff from California. Yeah. And yeah. I know you're fond of cooking too, Clay. I am. What what's sure. what's some highlights right now from your kitchen? Um, I'm not a big Easter guy, but uh, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, right. That's took, <laughs> but last night uh, I did I did uh, do a lamb, um, nice. a, a braised lamb. Um, L- leg or a shoulder? I prefer nice. shoulder. It's better for braising and yeah, you know, it doesn't dry out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't sure what the options were, so uh, or I wasn't sure what I felt like. Um, so I gave my wife the options of lamb or, uh, or ham, and uh-huh. 
So I bought a fresh ham too. So now I have a <laughs> fresh ham that I'm. Yeah, going I have to. no plans this ham afternoon. Lamb. That's a good husband. Thank no. you, man. So I'm. I haven't decided if I'm going to uh, roast it, braise it, or um, or maybe just cure it. Mm. Oh, so yeah, why not? Yeah, cure it. I thought you had leftovers of both, in which case you can (laughs) make a killer meat (laughs) lamb ham meatloaf. I'm just kidding. That sounds horrible. (laughs) 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 Good one. All right. So, okay. So we can find you. And and, uh, Wednesday, you have an event coming up. Right? Oh, uh, that's like a private thing. Oh, sorry, thing. sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's just for our friends. <laughs> I mean, but it's Tuesday. For sure Tuesday. <laughs> what else do you want to say? What's your What's your ultimate thesis? I know you're working on another thesis about um, New York a la carte. Why should, why should we buy it? Because these trucks and carts are not going to be around forever. And so here's your chance to get their recipes before they disappear. Urgency. <laughs> Urgency. Yeah. But and I mean, compiled. it's yeah. just shining a spotlight on the, on the vendors, all of their hard work, everything that they've, they've put into their businesses. They so inspired us when we were researching the uh, book and, and the, the recipes are great. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they it's were. really good food. That yeah. sounds good. Also the pictures. Yeah. All the, pic- the <laughs> pictures in the tight kitchens. Where can yes. we find your photography work, Clay? Um, ClayWilliamsPhoto.com and my blog, UltraClay.com. Excellent. And we can find the ladies uh, keeping on blogging for how long? How long now? Five years. Five years. years. We just passed the five-year mark. Congratulations. Blondieandbrownie.com. All sorts of food adventures. Not just trucks. (laughs) Not just trucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at these lobster rolls right now. I'm like, yes, (laughs) on the back of this book. And it's definitely that time of year to get excited. So... Thanks so much for joining me, and uh, best of luck with the with the book. It looks gorgeous. It's out tomorrow from Running Press. New York a la carte stories and recipes. Sorry, recipes and stories from the Big Apple's best food trucks. We'll see you next week on Eat Your Words. Oh, I like the way you do. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.